Good morning, all you beautiful peahens and peacocks. It's the 21st of February. Welcome in. It's a Tuesday. We took Monday off. Maybe you did too. Maybe not. Just depends on where you are and what you're doing, what life's dealing to you. Happy Tuesday for you. It's the last week of February. Rounding the corner to March. Spring is only a month away. We've got a couple stories for you this morning. Going to make you think. Going to make you twist just a little bit, but not too much. All right, we'll be right back after we get started. story this morning it it wraps kind of a difficult question around and and I think there'll be a theme by the time we get to our last story as well with what we're doing today uh, the first one talks about Bruce's Beach if you've watched any sports this weekend or the last week or so which oddly we're in the third week of February so you should have been seeing all week uh, but there's been a couple advertisements uh, for Black History Month that have been talking about Bruce's Beach and have mentioned it where they're talking about it as an example of where you know family a black family early on owned land or owned a business or did something and in this case it was both uh, coverage by Clyde McGrady by the way uh, out of a Manhattan Beach but in 1920 early 1920 uh, could have been yes uh, so now there was Anthony Bruce. He received on, and three other gentlemen a twenty million dollar purchase for the Bruce's Beach. So back in the twenties, his great great grandparents, great 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 grandparents, sorry, uh, had owned. Uh, this was Willa and Charles Bruce. Uh, they had purchased property in 1924 in what is. Uh, kind of around Manhattan Beach, California. They bought it for 14, the first lot, uh, excuse me, uh, for a little over $1,500. But then in 1927, they were forced to sell it uh, to the court for $14,500. Now, in the time, what had happened is they had become successful. Their goals were to have a place where uh, folks of color could come and uh, you know, swim and dance and have, have a good time. And they were successful and they continued buying other lots and other uh, blacks had moved in. And I guess people didn't like it. Uh, started uh, having some racial tensions and issues there in the local area and then were forced to sell. So nearly a hundred years later, this was touted as a plus, a positive for <clears throat> reparations. And so the land uh, was was given back to the family um, by LA County and then they had it but then they had to figure out what to do with it and according to Anthony Bruce after talking about it said it only took 30 minutes there's no screaming there's no yelling 
then they decided to sell it back to LA County and they sold it for $20 million. So four people will split uh, the money. And But the, the story here isn't the land giving back necessarily or even the $20 million. What the story is surrounded about is kind of the, you know, which which side is and i don't know that any side really wins in this case um except maybe you know the county um because they they had the land back now they obviously that is life-changing money for them so uh for the families uh so they'll you know roughly five million minus taxes or whatever to each each of the four, and I don't know if they'll split it further or if it'll stay with the four heirs. Um, but other celebrities, other people, talk show hosts have come out and said, you know, kind of, I can't believe this. What, what are we doing? This was supposed to be an example. And other people are like, yeah, okay, you know, it's not how I would do it, but that's how they did it. Uh, and you know, that's okay. But I think the other question is, when when you're not set up, you know, and and we see this a lot right with lottery winners and people that have windfalls if you're not in a place and you're not prepared to handle it where does it go uh, so in this case definitely uh, the questions were raised but you know for them it is theirs now the county did they have a plan for this all along did they put them in a position did they did they see and take advantage of saying well we'll give it to them and you know and then we'll just buy it back I don't know that's only something that they people behind closed doors know but uh they have it back now and it's it's kind of there so we'll see what happens with it and uh you know that's what the family members said like hey what you know at my late age what am i gonna do learn to be a developer i'm gonna figure out how to purchase all this stuff and, and pay zoning fees and costs and, and make it work probably not but uh, we'll see all right that's what we got on the a side for you a little thought of what do you do when you're not sure? All right, welcome to the B-Side. Welcome back with us on this Tuesday. Um, equivalent, by the way, in case you're wondering, that 14500 that Willa and Charles had purchased, or excuse me, sold, uh, the price for was around 250000 today, uh, and that's on a beach that uh, is selling for you know, millions and millions of dollars, over $10 millions. All right, the second one, a question here. If you didn't know, uh, Roald Dahl in trouble now. Uh, so coverage by Derek Rice and Tyler. Uh, new additions, according to the story of Roald Dahl's books, are getting some editing done to them. Uh, according to the story, lots of his books... Uh, there, some of these, I'm just like, come on, come on, people. But I, I guess it's it's the signs of the times, and it's where we're going. Uh, but changes in this, have, according to the story, been quote rewritten in an effort to make them less offensive and more inclusive. End quote. Um. Right, so now we are trashing history because we've been told it is his story and it only tells the winner's side. So we want to know all sides. 
And now we're being told that statues are coming down, and that's okay. And now, adding to that, now we're going to change fictional stories because they're offensive, right? Um, I don't know on this one, right? Where do we start? Where do we stop? You know, is, is the Christian Coalition right going to come out against romance novels? Because when I go to, you know, to the to the Walmart or the Kmart, I got to see someone with their long flowing locks riding a horse into the sunset, bare chested, right? I mean, I felt inadequate about myself for years, right? Because I have long flowing locks or, you know, big old muscular chest that, you know, every woman's walking by the book aisle on the way to the cash register. I mean, I don't know. But in this one, they said that, uh, a lot of words, a lot of descriptions, but also genders in, in different things. Like, look, this one with um, uh, changing mothers and fathers to parents or family. Uh, they don't describe characters as fat, according to the story. Um, and so, I, I don't know. There, <laughs> There's just questions of what, um, what's the goal here? Right? And obviously, Dahl, you know, his books, according to the story, he, he had some issues before and was, was, you know, received criticism before. But, uh, I mean, they, I think all of his, a lot of his big ones, you know, had pretty good success, even in changeovers to the movies. Uh, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as well, uh, which I guess, according to the story, he's going to have a new one this year, too. I mean, come on. People already had a debate between the other two never seen the second one so i couldn't tell you which side of the argument i am on all right in the last one this kind of goes back to the right side of wrong and, and how do you fix these things at the end coverage by piyush nagam nepal out of india so the story is covering uh, or at least one of the examples a 19 year old nareha katun uh she's a new mother uh, she's been married before but basically what's happening is the country is going around and they are sweeping people up and this goes from uh, Hindu including Hindu and Muslim priests according to the story uh, but also nearly 3,000 men according to the story uh, for child marriages for, for girls under 18 uh, that have been married now here, here's the flip side of this right we are not proponents of this at all of you know child marriages the question is, how do you go forth and take care of, the, of these people? Because in this case, the the 19-year-old, you know, bribed with a six-month-old baby, you know, her husband was the only breadwinner, and he was only earning about the American equivalent of five dollars a day or 400 rupees, according to the story. And if they don't have a social welfare system that's going to take care of these people, again, how do we prepare for change? Who's going to take care of them? Right? And I think this is one of those things in one of those cases where we are looking at the disease. We're looking at the impacts, the effects. We're not treating the symptoms. We're not taking care of the underlying problems where this is happening. Right? Whether religious or not religious or whatever, there has to be a root of the problem and a heart of the problem that we need to get to and solve first. Um, but these these are in the hundreds of people, um, you know, across the country. Interestingly enough, in India, uh, if you didn't know, 
and this is just weird, but the legal marriageable age, the legal age to get married is 21 for men, 18 for women. Uh, and then, you know, I'm in this position of child brides, but why, <laughs> why can't the men be married till 21? That seems uh, kind of a, a double-edged sword there too. So again, when you start looking at the, the impacts and the end state instead of what the actual problems are, then I don't think you solve it. I think you, you end up putting a lot of band-aids on it you got but i don't know it's it's something definitely to take down the mind barrel we'll be right back with your sports all right welcome in to i guess the seaside is that what this would be uh, looking at your sports from the weekend, a lot of different things going on. XFL in America kicks off. Couldn't get enough football. Daytona 500 ends in overtime. Uh, yep. But Ricky Stenhouse Jr. gets him a Daytona 500 win. So that's good for him. College basketball starts taking shape. And then this week, UEFA Champions Cup starts picking up again. So a lot of moving parts to your sports page your sports picture your sports world uh spring training has also begun for major league baseball in the united states big one today at 3 p.m eastern time for those of you folks who listen in the morning liverpool hosting real madrid in the first leg of the round of 16 so we're down to the round of 16 in the champions league uh for uefa uh had a couple uh, not really upsets, but a lot of people fall into normal ways. But Arsenal uh, is is you know trying to pick up their their winning ways. They've lost three of of their last five across there, so uh, they've been hitting as well. Uh, Major League Soccer gets going this weekend in the United States as well. Yesterday saw Hitafe winning at home against Valencia in La Liga action. Boston Bruins winners three one over the Senators. Panthers in overtime over the Ducks. Uh, you had Eric and Mark Stahl being the second set of brothers uh, to score for the Panthers since the Gray brothers, I think in 2004, maybe? Flyers over the Flames, Sharks over the Kraken, Jets over the Rangers, Islanders over the Penguins, 4-2. And men's basketball, Kansas continues to roll. Houston is your new number one uh, for the week. As mentioned, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. winning the Daytona 500 last year's series champion Joey Logano in second Chris Bell, Chris Boucher, Alex Bowman rounding out your top five. No upsets on the women's side for basketball as well in Serie A. Torino and Cremones two apiece. Uh, in the championship league, Watford continues to win as well. Uh, let's see. Tennis is in Dubai on both sides there. Andy Murray picking up a win as well. That's what we've got for you today. As always, we are brought to you by Linda's Library for Socialites and Savages, Julia's Prudent Produce, Webster's Wheel, they're on tour, yum yum tour, yum yum pie tour, excuse me. They've got about a month or two left, so make sure you go see them, check them out if you can. We've also got Heathcliff's Captivating Lodging. It's always tea time at Mad Hatter's. You wanna go on an excursion, you say, well, ask Jack and Ralph, they'll get you there, they'll hang on with you until the boat comes. That's what we've got for you today. As always, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Be a good human. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Jason in the morning. We're out of here. We'll talk to you then.